Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office financial planning strategies and tactics. Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office planning strategies and tactics. I'm MC Lobsher, and I'm joined by Stephen Bowles. Stephen, great to see you. It's good to see you as well, MC. Um, In today's uh, show, we're going to talk a little bit about mindset, another mindset, because it's so important. You know, before we jump into all of the strategies and tactics that are more financial but there uh, can you speak about the the mindset of ownership versus control because that's also mm-hmm. a huge breakthrough that people have to to go through from a mindset absolutely, absolutely. and it, it it's usually with the first generation um wealth creator so so that mindset you, you have somebody here who's who's um solving a problem usually created a business to solve a problem they're they're very successful they're building it and now they're thinking and now we're having this conversation about a lot of different things but one is what are you going to do with the business what's that transition and and sometimes you hear well i'm going to give it to my kids or i'm going to do this or i'm going to do that and i'm like well that's uh that's terrible <laughs> not, not not really but but let's talk a little bit about that so um because there's a lot of implications there you could be you could um you could have taxable implications you could find yourself in a position where you know you're not really um in the retirement position that you think with giving it so there's a lot of implications so what it ends up so i, I usually try to back it out and say well let's just talk a little bit about separating something so if you give if i give my business to my son i've given him both the value and the control of the business i no longer have the value of it. I no longer can control it. I've given it to them. So for a second, let's just think about, is it possible for me to give value and not control and start to understand that? Can I allow them to benefit from that, come into the business because they're actively involved? I want them to have some involvement. I want them to to have buy-in on it. So start to give them some value, but I want to control because I still have a horizon and and I want them to prove themselves or I want them to hit certain metrics and so on and so forth. Okay. So now we're starting to get that idea of like, oh, oh, that's possible. I can start to allow them to experience value, to reward them for their hard work on that. And as they increase the value, they'll, they'll, they'll be um, driven to do that. Um, and yet I can still have the control piece. Okay. And then we can take that a step further and say, when it's time to see a transition, we start to use the value and control um, abilities and levers to start to transition that. And sometimes that's going to be, do I want to transition it outright? Is some of it going to be outright, some of it in trust? How do I equalize with other other family members that are not involved in the business? There's a lot of things that can come into play there. But now that we've separated the idea of value and control having to go together and having to be an all-in event, now you can start to think about using those to accomplish a lot of different things, accomplish bringing people into the business, equalizing people that are outside of the business. If those are part of the, or if those align with their goals, making sure that 
the um, the original generator still has the right income into the future, making sure that they don't create a big taxable event that they didn't intend. Because um, sometimes people will say, well, yeah, I sold my business for $30 million and I did it this way and I netted 20. Well, 20 is still a lot of money. And so they, they're okay with that outcome. <laughs> but had we done it slightly different, had we done it a different way, maybe they would have ended up in a net net position that's higher. And you, know, you save four or $5 million on a transaction transaction that accomplishes the same thing for the family, then that's a meaningful number. So those, those, but it's hard to get there without at least recognizing that there's, there, there are options when you start to think about value and control as separate pieces. Today, you have both of them, but you might use them a little differently in the future. And when it comes to all of the assets, right, there might be a ton of um, assets such as real estate that they own um, that was bought from income generated in that business. That's another sticking point for folks because you essentially don't have to own anything, but you can maintain full control over it. Absolutely. You can give away, you can give away ownership and still enjoy assets there's different ways when you're talking about so you know earlier we're just talking about kind of a business transition type of mentality but then there's other things it's like okay well if i want for asset protection purposes i may not want to be the owner of a piece but i still want to have access to be able to enjoy it the same way an owner might so separating those ideas and making sure that you know you can move ownership and still maintain access correctly um opens up some other options. It depends on what that property is. Is that a family property? Is it a business property? There's a lot of different options there, but you can't start to explore those options until you at least understand that separation of value and and ownership. And that makes it very, very smoother from an estate planning uh, perspective and from a transferring of wealth uh, uh, standpoint, because essentially you're transferring control over the assets because Technically, the assets aren't owned by the family, mm-hmm. it's controlled by them. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you can have times where where almost all of the value is is moved and it's it's no longer in your let's just say it's not in your estate for estate tax purposes. Because I moved all of the value, but I can still control it because I didn't move the control aspect of that. So I'm still a GP versus LP or some, you know, um, some aspect of that, and it's an LLC structure that starts to get a lot more complicated. But just for an example, you could move a significant value of something, still be able to have a, a ability to control the 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 day to day of of it. So if it's a business, and not have it be subject to something like an estate tax. You know, it's 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 so funny that a lot of people have asked me, MC, what is the difference between that. families or the 0.01% families versus the the rest of the 99%, you know, the 99.9% of the population. Like what, what do they do differently? This is actually one of the secrets and it's right in front of everyone. It's, it's a secret. That's not so secret. They value control much more over ownership. Um, I think 99% of the population and 99.9% of the population, they want to own everything. Oh yeah. There's no, there's no alternative, right? Like that's that, that idea. And that's why the idea of ownership and control is foreign to most of most people, 
And because even to, you know, if I go back and I say like, it was foreign to me. Right. So I understand it. You know, the idea, especially when you're, if you're a day-to-day W2 type of mindset and lifestyle and you don't own any, you're not, you don't own anything outside of your 401k and your IRAs, you're not doing any sort of real estate investing or anything like that. Like that's a vast majority of our population. That's the mindset that they will be in. Um, so then you start to get into, well, okay, you start to understand, oh, I need to, there's a better way to do a lot of things and I need to start doing that. Then you, you've already taken that first step in changing your mindset. Um, if you've created a business, you already know how important it is within that business to not just do what the business is doing, but actually like work on the business itself. So when you're working on the business itself and you're focused on like, am I set up properly for my taxes? Am I set up in the best way for for all of these expenses I have? And by by making sure that I either spend the time or I hire the person who can spend the time on it, depending on the scale of the business, like that and it's in and of itself is a, is of an extreme value. You don't deal with that if you're in the vast majority of the population. So it's taking that, continuing to take that a step further and say, what else should I be thinking about? What else can I do? Um, but I need to be able to like, you really need to figure out what are your goals? Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't, when I talk to somebody and they say, well, I just want to give my business to the next generation. It's like, okay, we already skipped a few steps. <laughs> so what's, we're going to back that up. I really want to know what your goal is. Your goals are going to be more about value and control as we start to walk through it. And then that's, then, then we'll be able to start to make recommendations, but we don't want to start with the solution. We need to start with starting to figure out those goals. If you're interested in taking a look at a very high advanced financial strategy, which is implemented and executed inside of family offices, um, you can go to uh, familyofficesecrets.com, familyofficesecrets.com. Steven's got a presentation there in which he actually shares premium financed life insurance. 